Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It's Ronsley, and today I have a very special episode for you, but like always, I'm collecting backgrounds. But today we have Daniel Priestley in the house, and I want to show you that I am here in beautiful Dubai, and you want to see the amazing view that I have, including some of the traffic that we're dealing with here in Dubai. But today's episode is all around how to use artificial intelligence in your business and how to do it in the best way that saves you time. We're gonna talk about some really cool evolving perspectives that are really important and how AI has evolved. Daniel shares his specific examples on AI implementation and how it can lead to cost savings and increased efficiency and better decision-making. I had a great conversation with Daniel and this is part one of three. It is filled with such good gold nuggets that you can do some really cool things by listening to this. We talk about human oversight that is crucial for AI. We talk about the, the needs and demands of strategic planning and how AI fits into this whole equation when it comes to growing your business using artificial intelligence. So if you don't know, Daniel Priestley is a legend in the entrepreneur space. In fact, he is someone that I credit a lot of my success over the last 13 years too, because I did the Key Person of Influence program. If you haven't read his books, he's the author of multiple best-selling books. I recommend the Key Person of Influence, The Entrepreneur Revolution, 24 Assets. He is a legend. I love the way he thinks. And I definitely think that you should check it out. Come, let's learn. Hey, it's Ronsley. Welcome, you AI geek, to this podcast, My AI Love Affair. Consider this podcast your digital compass, guiding you through the labyrinth that is business growth using artificial intelligence. Running a business as a creative can sometimes be like trying to solve a Rubik's Cube blindfolded. But what if you had a secret tool that could align all the colors for you? That is AI. It's like a master key unlocking multiple doors. Thanks for being here. Let's learn. Well, Dan, welcome to the show. This is really cool. Thank you for making the time. You've been doing some really amazing work. I've heard you on multiple podcasts talking about artificial intelligence. You've been an early investor in AI. I love, love the way you think your brain is absolutely amazing. But not only is your brain amazing, the way you articulate what's in your brain is absolutely amazing. So thank you for making the time. This is really cool. Now I've got a lot of pressure on my shoulders. You've just basically said I've got like this articulate brain and now I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm a little flat. I think that it just comes naturally to you and what you might feel is just a normal conversation for me and for a lot of other people as well. The way you articulate yourself is absolutely phenomenal. Let's get into your principles about AI. I want to specifically talk about artificial intelligence in relation to creative business. How are you seeing AI and if you can give us a brief history of your involvement with AI, that would be cool. Yeah, so I think I've always assumed AI was coming and I made some investments in AI and including in some artworks and in some projects that became businesses. And I wrote about it, you know, throughout the 20 teens. But I think obviously the big moment was November 30 last year in 2022. In the lead up to that, we already had access to GPT-2 we had the sandbox access with Score App, 
but it wasn't good enough to do much with it. It was really impressive to play with and you could see the potential in it, but there wasn't really much use case. And then ChatGPT 3 came out and it was like, whoa, okay, this is pretty profound. And then 4. And then everything that's been happening week on week in the last 12 months. So 2023 is kind of like the turning point for AI, where it really went from being something that was kind of in the fringes and had potential and anyone serious knew that it was going to at some point change the world. And there's been moments where I've walked down the street and I've had existential feelings of like, what's everyone going to do? And how will this business survive? And how will that business survive? And I wonder what that person does for a living and what will life be like for that person? You know, this is a year where for the first time ever, I've actually experienced those emotions, sometimes excited, terrified, sometimes hopeful, pumped, and sometimes really concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think artificial intelligence will easily be the biggest conversation of our lifetime and it is proving that to be the case. But what I want to really understand is what made you see it early? Like, was there a moment where you kind of went, oh, artificial intelligence could become a thing? What made you see artificial intelligence as a thing? Was there a moment? The first moment that I got really into it was I was at a kid's birthday party in 2015, 16. And there was a senior executive there from Bloomberg. And he was explaining Mm -hmm. to me that most of the articles that they were pumping out on the Bloomberg website were AI generated. And I kind of quizzed him on this. Oh, what do you mean by that? And he said, 80 to 90% of the articles that we pump out daily are AI generated. And I'm saying, like what? And he sort of called up on his phone and he said, this one's generated by AI. And I'm sort of saying, okay, but yeah, there's humans in the loop. And he's like, no, no, these things are AI generated and then they're approved and then they go live. And I'm like, wow. And he said to me, in the next few years, this is not going to be small financial reporting articles. This is going to be like really top level thought leadership pieces. And I'm sort of went, okay, that's interesting. And then I had a mentor in Australia who started an AI company and very rapidly built to 200 million in value. And I started seeing that it had implications in supply chain and all of this sort of stuff. So I was just starting to see things happening in the 20 teens. And I was seeing enough to know that eventually some big things were going to happen. Like most people, I had the wrong assumptions. So I assumed that basic jobs and basic automation would be the first to go. And obviously, the shocking revelation this year was that some of the most incredibly creative and innovative jobs are actually very easy to automate. So, you know, AI is pretty good at being a lawyer. It's pretty good at being an accountant and an auditor. And it's pretty damn good at being a songwriter and a poet. So what I thought would be the last things for it to impact, actually, pretty early on, it's becoming the first things to impact. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy to watch how a lot of, like you're saying, what we thought would be the last to go is the first to go. In fact, just before this session, I found the pitch canvas the kpi pitch canvas and i took a screenshot of the kpi pitch canvas and i put it into chat gpt and i said what you know about me if you ask chat gpt who is ron sleep because of kpi by the way yeah and all the content that i put out and you are who google says you are now chat gpt knows who i am fill out this canvas and it was mind-blowing what took me months to figure out when i first did this 
was done in seconds. So Ronsley, it goes beyond that. Behind the scenes, we've built a portal for our accelerator where once we get the basics of the social pitch, it then goes ahead and writes the capstone pitch, the 15-minute pitch. It then goes ahead and writes several book titles and blurbs and book pitches and proposals. It then creates concepts for a podcast. It creates concepts for gold, silver, and bronze signature methods and packages. It creates suggested partnerships and joint ventures that you might want to do. It creates letters and emails to reach out and invite people to a partnership dinner featuring you. It creates suggestions as to how to improve your social media and what you might put on it. So what we've actually done is we've built a system where all we need is the seed of who you are and what you're about, your origin, mission, vision, a little bit about your social pitch, what you might say in a 30 second. And we can create something like 30 different digital assets that start spawning into existence within a minute or two. And what we used to do within six to 12 months with a client, we can have done on day one. How insane is that? Are you surprised by how how accurate it is? Uh, Yeah, freakishly surprised. So here's the analogy that I have. If you imagine a bakery and the baker spends a lot of time creating sponge cake to make the cakes and maybe 60, 70% of the time is spent on the sponge cake. But actually the reason people buy the cake is the icing. They want the beautiful cake to be iced in a certain way. They want their name written on it. They want it presented to them in a certain way. But most of those things don't happen because the baker is spending so much time on the sponge cake. So if you can free up, if you could imagine a machine that builds amazing sponge cake so that the baker just ices the cake in a unique way, then that is essentially a a much more successful bakery. So I still believe that it's the human's job to ice the cake. There's a few things that humans still really need to do. We need to put the finishing touches on that an AI just simply cannot do. So using case studies and stories and examples from your own personal life, using your own origin story, your mission and your vision, using your own feelings and emotions that you've experienced firsthand and putting those things into the presentation. So all of that is what I would call icing the cake. The other way that I like to think about this is a magician. And if you imagine that a magician has a fake thumb and that that's just a device that you use to make it appear that the handkerchief disappears. And every magician has access to the same fake thumb, right? But why is it that some magicians are better? Because they know how to do the build-up. They know how to do the trick. They know how to enroll you and get you excited about the way that they do the whole build-up and the story that they tell. And then finally they go, boom, and the the handkerchief disappears. And you go, whoa, that's mind-blowing. And it's the way they bring the trick to life. So I think of AI still, to to, to a large degree, it's still a fake thumb. Right? It really comes down to how you perform the trick. It's how you bring it to life. You as the entrepreneur, you as the individual, it's creating the thing that allows the magic to happen, but it's still the magician that is required for the magic to feel magic. Yeah, there's so many cool things that he said in that. And that's why I like these conversations with you because of the analogies and the metaphors you use. How important is it for us to exercise our imagination as a starting point? when it comes to artificial intelligence. For example, when you just gave examples of the bakery, and it exercises the imagination of what's possible. Is that what is required to just understand how we can start to use it, especially for creative businesses? 
It's one way to use it. I think you can also start without imagination and let it start the first 80% of imagination. So the way I often use it is if I have just the seed of an idea, then I'm getting the AI to brainstorm. I'll give you an actual real life example. I attended a workshop the other day with an inspirational, motivational speaker, and he made a list of a hundred things he wants to do before he dies. And he's actually going through his list and all of those sorts of things. And he was encouraging the audience to make a list of a hundred things you want to do before you die. And because I'm just in the habit of doing it, I just pull out my phone and I go to ChatGPT and I say, give me a list of a hundred things that I should do before I die. I want an inspirational list of a combination of goals and achievements. So I give it a prompt. Out comes this unbelievably incredible list, an amazing list, way better than I would dream up, right? So better than my imagination. But obviously, some of the things on the list are not things that I'm particularly inspired to do, so I can change those. Some of the things kind of close, but with a few little changes, I can make those into things that are right. So in my case, it created a great list of 100 things and allows me to focus on making the 15 or 20 changes that really make that list perfect for me. It it did the first 80%. It baked the sponge cake. I iced the cake. But you still had the imagination to start that process is what I'm saying. Like a lot of people don't even know that they can imagine that process to start that way. Okay, so here's the distinction, the difference between context and content. So humans Mm. have to be the context creators and AI is the content creator. So what do I mean by context versus content? So imagine I said, I want to buy up 10 different businesses that are in the IT services industry. I want to amalgamate them into one group structure. Um, I want to appoint a board of directors. I want to create group accounts. And then I want to create audited accounts and then sell that company for a lot of money and make a profit. So that's the context, right? We're going to do a roll-up M&A strategy, right? Now, as soon as I've got that context, I can just go straight to AI and say, let's get all the content. I want letters to the CFO of all these companies. I want a list of the types of companies that would be a good fit. I want the steps for integrating the cultures. I want the steps for negotiating the mergers. I want a cap table, an example of a cap table of what that company might look like post. I want to role play how I might propose this deal to someone who's never seen a deal structure like this. I want analogies and examples that would help people to feel more comfortable with joining into a structure like this. So straight away, I might create a letter to an auditing firm requesting certain steps to be put in place for the audit for the group accounts. So once the context is clear, my interactions with AI become really powerful. Now, however, the problem with AI is that if it's devoid of any context, It just sits there not knowing what to do. It's a humble servant waiting to provide the content that you need. Now, this is very different for most humans because for most humans, we are used to valuing ourselves based on content, the content of our skull, as opposed Uh to the context. So it's not so much imagination. I think that's the wrong angle. I think the way to think about this is the human is the provider of context. The AI is the provider of content. Thanks for listening. Your job doesn't stop here. I want you to lend your voice 
to the conversation. So you can join those conversations, discussions, new trainings, new recordings, and the rest of the AI Geeks by going to aigeeks.co slash discord. Also, share this podcast with a friend, another potential AI geek. Until then, much love.